Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by G-Site Solutions. G-Site Solutions is the number one dry fire laser training system. With the best variety of targets from tactical to game strategy, you download and activate the free app to your iPhone or Android. The Elms Plus laser cartridge is the only laser cartridge in the world with replaceable rubber strike pads. This allows you unlimited shots. You can work on your trigger press, your sight picture, your grip, your stance, and your breathing, all in the comfort of your own home while tracking how your accuracy improves. Look, repetition is the mother of skill. And as a former hunter education instructor and certified NRA pistol and range safety officer, I know the importance of consistent training to stay proficient and safe. G-Site Solutions Dry Fire Laser Training System does just that without going to the range and using up expensive ammunition. Head over to g-site.com and check out all their available products. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer, saddle up old rock, and ice down a cooler, I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Welcome to Modern Cowboy Podcast. A uh, couple things here before we get to our guest. Uh, I want to throw this out there. There's a magazine here. Uh, well, they're in a couple different places, but there's one here. It's called Shout Out Arizona, and they actually did an article on me. So, um, <laughs> like, you want to know more about me? But what I'm going to do, I'm going to drop that link in the in the show notes. So you can check that out. It's kind of cool, but. Uh, Anyway, um, I've got Stephen Todd on the podcast today. It's it's interesting. Um, you know, I met Stephen through social media, and I actually what caught my eye was first thing was Graves' disease. Uh, he's on his uh, bio, on his Instagram, he's got Graves' disease uh, hashtag, and I actually had Graves' disease. Um, he's also got neck rods. I I had uh, neck surgery two weeks ago today, uh, and I've got a little plate and some screws in there now. It's a fusion. But then the other thing that caught me was a multiple myeloma. And, you know, when I went to chiropractic college, 
it's like 4,600 hours of study. So, I mean, we study everything that, you know, any other doctor studies and uh, diagnosis was one of them. And what really stuck out to me with multiple myeloma when we were studying it was uh, this one of the, you know, classic signs on plain film x-ray is this moth eaten appearance and it just like eats your bones. Um, and so I saw that and, and, and I saw stem cell transplant, uh, which uh, I'm looking into doing some stem cell stuff as well. So anyway, uh, Steve and I, we've, we've been communicating back and forth and uh, I, I'm just excited to hear his story because I don't really know his whole, sto- whole story. <laughs> and so uh, we got him on the podcast to share that with us today. So, hey, Stephen, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, so let's, let's start from the beginning um, All right. and uh, just kind of take us through, uh, you know, this whole, this whole deal you've been through. Cause it's obviously, it obviously had to be an ordeal. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big deal. We, uh, man, I, I don't really know like, where to begin. I was, I'll tell you what was going on. I was, I work out quite a bit, even mm-hmm. though I'm an old man, I guess, but <laughs> I work out a lot. And, uh, and I kept, I was having this almost like a neck pull. I mean, like I pulled a muscle. In fact, several doctors, not several, a couple had told me, I think you pulled a neck, uh, a muscle, you know, around your neck area. And I was like, man, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I know my body pretty well, but all right. I'll take it easy, you know, and, but I was also getting these massive headaches in the back of my head, just massive. Right. And, uh, I just chalked it up to migraines or whatever, you know, you're just going wrong. And then one day I was actually at the gym and I was lifting some weights. I'd done all the cardio I could. And I had some pretty heavy dumbbells in my hand and was benching them. And I mean, heavy for me, it was was pretty heavy. And, I got done and I dropped them and it was great, but I couldn't get up. I literally could not get off the bench. And, um, I was like, Hey man, you give me a spot. <laughs> you dropped the weights. And I said, no, me, I'm the one that needs to be spotted. Man. So guys helped me up. And I said, man, I, the doctor told me I pulled a muscle maybe. And I guess that's what it is. So I just stopped and I went home and, uh, didn't really do anything. Just kind of set up, sat in the chair, set my chair at home, watched a little TV. And then the next morning I went to bed, then I couldn't get out of bed. And I was face first on the bed. My wife was literally grabbing my t-shirt, pulling me, you know, pulling me up. Right. She said, Oh, all right. Yeah. My wife was pulling me up by the shirt. And then she just, uh, she said, okay, back to the doctor you go. And so she got me, um, another MRI, and then I waited. I went to my my primary uh, care doctor, and then I went to the MRI. And then later in the afternoon, uh, I got a call, and it said, "Hey, uh, doctor wants you to come in at about uh, five o'clock." And I was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> I said, "No, nah, no." I've been sent to the principal many times. I'm not coming. It's the last appointment. I know what's going on. I said, all right, I'll be there. So I went there and he said, man, he just, you know, point blank said, you got cancer. And I was like, oh, okay. And from there, it was kind of a blur. Right. I mean, I, I mean, so I called my wife, told her she was calling my folks and, 
telling them. And by this time, the ball's rolling. I don't even know. I don't know if it, I don't know. I was, I just was kind of out of it anyway. Right. You know, and, right. and so they called, they uh, got a hold of a doctor near my hometown in Fort Worth, Texas. And they happened to be on uh, the main person was going to be on vacation. Right. So they got a hold of somebody in Dallas, which is roughly 60 miles away. And uh, they said, well, send me the MRI. So we sent, this was actually to a, a, a surgeon, not a cancer doctor. Right. And they sent it on in. And he said, yeah, you come in tonight. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, well, I'll be there in the morning. It's a little late. I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> right, right. I mean, what are you going to do at that point, right? Right. And so we got there early in the morning. He said, yeah, you're going to have to have surgery bad. Uh, and at the point, I don't think we knew what kind of cancer it was. And he said, but whatever it is, it's it's eating your bones. It's eating, like you said right. in your intro. I didn't even know that, what you were talking about, that y'all diagnosed that. And yeah, it ate up my my vertebra back there. And um, so he said, we're going to go in. Uh, we're going to put these steel rods in your neck, two of them, and then some plates up in your neck. And I guess my shoulder up where my lats are. Right. And uh, that's what they did. And it was it was six hour surgery. Oh man! And now, yeah. how how long ago was that, Stephen? Uh, the very end of 2017, actually. So man, that's so, when it, yeah. So uh, then, ultimately, they determined what type of cancer it was. They determined it was multiple myeloma. Yes, they said it, it was multiple myeloma. And and then you, so you had to have that surgery though to stabilize your neck because it was eating the bones. <laughs> And yes. it was basically removing the the structure that holds your yes. head up. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, my neck kind of, and it to this day it it leans forward. I can't raise my neck. So yes, they had to get me stabilized for that first, as you said. And right to this day, I can turn my neck. Just, I mean, you're on Zoom here, but I yeah, can, but that's it. That's as far as I can turn it. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, I learned to do stuff. So after we did that. You know, I had to go back home, just kind of recover from that. And by this time, I'm going there, you know, all the the wheels rolling. I right, mean, right. The, the machine is going, which is a great machine to me. Cause right, right. Exactly. my life, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So um, by this time, we had determined it was multiple myeloma, as you stated. And then uh, they said, OK, well, we got to do radiation first. So, boom, radiation. I guess it was seven days, 14 days. I, I this point, I don't know. I have this huge mask they would put on you, and you go through and zap you. Right. So then, after radiation, they said, "Okay, now we'll start the chemo." And so then I started doing chemo stuff. Uh, right. You know the regular. Right infusions treatments. Yes. Yes. Right. And and I mean, I didn't get well. And so during that time, I mean, they said, "Well." we've had a lot of breakthroughs in this, in this area. You're, if you're going to get a cancer, this is a good one to get, I guess, you know, because right. things are, things are progressing. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. And so what we're going to do is we're going to do a stem cell transplant after we get your chemo and kind of get all your protein levels where they somewhat need to be. Right. So I said, okay, I didn't know what that was either. Right. Um, seriously, I probably, I was one of those guys that never went to the doctor 
Anyway, right. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm okay. I'll yeah. do some stretching, tape yeah. it up and go. <laughs> and, right. Yeah, so um, went through that part of chemo. Then we had the meetings with the stem cell doctors, different doctors, you know, and that one right there was the eye because uh, you sit down and they kind of yeah, tell you like it is. I mean, right. my doctor was straightforward. She was, at the time I was like, man, don't you have to be so rude, right. <laughs> but you know, she had to do her, her job. She didn't right. want to blow any smoke up and you know, you know yeah. what? And uh, yeah. she's looked at me and stopped. As we're going through all this process, I was kind of like, well, let's just get to the point. How long? How long do I have? Right. And and she said, I'll never forget. I was sitting next to my wife in this little conference room. She said, five to ten. And I said, all right. Well, when do I do the stem cell? Let's go. I mean, if the clock's ticking, let's, right. let's go. Right. And so they scheduled it out. And then uh, with that, uh, you had to be quarantined. So I was quarantined before any COVID ever got. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew what that was like. Right. <laughs> and I went through that. Um, you know, that was brutal because you really couldn't see anybody. You kind of couldn't see. Because uh, my wife would come periodically. My folks couldn't come. My brother, my kids. I have I have a 29-year-old son. I got it now. 23 year old daughter. And then we adopted a little girl from Bulgaria. And at the time she was, let's see, she's 11 now. So 10, nine, eight, she was, so she was seven. Right. She'd been here three years and then here goes her dad. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I didn't really want him to come anyway. Cause uh, you know, you don't feel the greatest. Right. You know? Yeah. You don't want people to see you like that. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, cause I was, I'm pretty active, like I said, ski, ride, yeah. whatever, you know, do anything. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I sat through that for, uh, I think it was 14, 15 days I was in the hospital. And then home I went. And that's where the recovery began. Oh, I still had to go back over many months for more uh, chemo. Right. Just shoot me. And, you know, the hardest part was just kind of, well, you being isolated is, I mean, as everybody knows, you've had COVID. Right, right. I know you're being isolated sucks. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, I mean, it was a, it was a bizarre, it's like everything happened real fast. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying because we, were, my wife and I were just talking about this yesterday again. It's like you said, I had COVID and uh, I got it in uh, Thanksgiving. And I mean, in a matter of days, I went from... I mean, just rough, tough, and hard to bluff to <laughs> nothing but a just a blob. And I'm in the hospital. Yeah. I, was, I was in the hospital 15 days, uh, and that's um, crazy. Yeah, lost like 17 pounds. Like I mean, overnight, and just it just it, it, it's brutal. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying when you're saying that, especially like the isolation too. But um, so now with your with your prognosis, what what's mm-hmm. what's your prognosis now? What I mean, well, I mean, it's honestly, yeah, it's pretty good. People can't believe and do what i can do and so i I took it like not that i'm anybody special or anything but i took it like well okay it's it's another challenge i guess right right uh, and i i remember at home and they sent that in-home care guy or whatever you call right right yeah Um, he's a good dude and uh he came to my house the first time and i 
They said, well, he's going to stretch you out. And I was like, stretch? I, I never stretched. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I had all my workout gear on. He came in. He's like, I guess he was used to working with some more elderly people. Yeah, geri- in, geriatric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go outside. I want to walk. That's what I want to do. Right. And I want to do push-ups. I want to do whatever I can do. He's like, well let's go yeah and so we took off and then so to answer your question i took it on head on and my prognosis my prognosis right now i mean there's no cancer in my body uh knock on wood um i go every about every six months to uh dr birch over in dallas uh baylor and he's he's great man we spend most of the time talking football when i go into his (laughs) to his uh appointments and um yeah, I mean that. So far, so good for the past. Well, since eighteen, really. Right. You know, eighteen. Yeah. And um, yeah, then. But they did say with all this, other things are gonna come aboard. Right. Right. <laughs> Hence the Graves' disease. Yeah. And so, um, when did when did that start? And and what were your first symptoms? Because I had that when I was in my early thirties. Did you really? Yeah. 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 yeah I, mine were. We were. We. We go to this little place out west, a uh, little place we go, and we were swimming, and I was swimming with my little, my youngest, and I don't have hair, shave my head, I have to, right, <laughs> right, because right. of the cancer, started right. that when I was in my 30s, right. and uh, just grow a beard, and uh, my eye was burning crazy, we were just swimming, and I honestly, I thought I got uh, sunscreen right. in my eye, and was thinking, ah, that's okay, and so... I went, my wife got me another doctor's appointment. Right. <laughs> and so right. I went to the eye doctor, which I had never been to. Right. And what uh, the funny thing was, is um, I went and the, the girl saw me and she said, well, I think you might have just stuff. And she gave me some drops, but it still bothered me, still bothered me. Right. So I went back. She made me go back in a week. Well, she was off and I went to uh, the eye doctor that owned the place. Right. And she came in to check me and I'm, she's looking at me and she's, she, you know, and she's looking at the charts and she said, she kept looking up at me and looking at the chart and she said, are you Maurice's husband? And I was like, oh, God, again? And come to find out, I didn't know this. They were in the same Bible study together. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Yes, I'm him. <laughs> she goes. She goes. Well, we need to. You might have some problems because she right. knew my issues. Right. And, I, and so, basically, that's how it was found. Yeah. And yeah, you, you didn't have any other symptoms uh, from the graves. Like you didn't have like a uh, like a high heart rate or nope. nothing. Just it was was the eyes. Now, were, were you getting swelling in the eyes? Like the yes. exophthalmos? Yes. 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 That's okay. what I. It was. It was. It was swollen, but like I said, I thought, well, I got sunscreen in it, something, right. you know. Right. <laughs> and and it was kind of yes, it was swollen. I yeah. mean, it was swollen. It looked like I had somebody popped me in the eye, you know. Yeah. And so then they took me uh, uh to see a specialist, you know. So, uh, he took okay, he took me in this, but he said, I'm gonna give you some medicine called Tepeza, but the plant that's making it is uh was i don't know forced but they had to make covid medicine 
Gotcha. And so you can't get it. So I'm going to give you this for a little while. And then when Tepeza comes back around, it's a fairly new medicine. And so, I mean, really, in about six weeks, he called me. He said, all right, it's time. You're going to get Tepeza, which is an infusion as well. Right. And so that was a 12-week process once a month, I believe. And you sit there, but... Uh, you know, for an hour, just like you did the chemo and right. check your computer and do all your other stuff, you know, it's fine. Yeah. And, uh, but then that it has side effects and the side effects were, it can give you high blood sugar, which, you know, which they fixed my eye for the most part. Right. I, but in, in return, they gave me diabetes. That's what I tell the doctor. I said, Hey, thanks a lot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Actually, now that I'm off of that, it's kind of gone down and, right. you know, all that other stuff. So, do you, yeah, it was. Do you, do you take metformin at all or? I do. That's yeah. the only thing I take. Yeah. I take yeah. metformin. You know, there's actually studies that show that uh, people with type 2 diabetes that take metformin actually have a longer lifespan than people that don't have diabetes. No kidding. Yeah. And it, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Dr. David Sinclair, but he's a research uh biologist and he's got a big research lab at harvard university and he takes metformin and he doesn't he doesn't have um uh diabetes at all and i don't have really? diabetes i don't have diabetes either but i take metformin as well do you really yeah yeah there's a ton of great research out there on it uh, uh and the wow. benefits of it so it's really cool it's really kind of cool well great yeah i'll take it morning one in the morning one at night <laughs> yeah 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 so it, it so you know, because I remember, and I, I didn't go back and do a lot of research again. I mean, the last yeah. time I, you know, studied multiple myeloma. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm talking, you know, 1980, <laughs> 86, 87 when I was in, when I was in college. But yeah. I I remember back then it, it was, uh, you know, a, a fairly aggressive type of cancer, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but like you said, they've they've made some great advances in yeah. in treatment of it now, which is which is amazing, and. Yeah. And I see now, I mean, you're back, you're running, you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're working out, you, you're doing everything oh, yeah. you were doing before. Yeah. And, um, uh, man, that's, yeah, that's it. just, that's just great. And the stem well, cells, you. was the stem cells for, uh, was that for specific treatment of the cancer and just yes. healing? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they, I guess you'd know more than I would, but it's a, what's well, odd is it's a, it's in the blood cancer, uh, deal. So like right. the leukemia society is big with that, but it was right. Also, my bones. Right. I guess, I, I you know, so, yeah. Um, and so the stem cell was for the blood. They, they, again, I'm not the brightest thing, but they took blood out of me. I went to the doctor, took it out, and then looked like I put it in a washing machine. Right, right, <laughs> right. Know? Yep. And then two weeks later, I'm back in there, and they're putting it back in me. I guess there's two different kinds. You could get it from you or right. you get it from yourself. Yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. And you know, honestly, I think that's, you know, they say that's one of the betters because I did not get real, real sick. Uh, you know, as my blood counts went down, mm-hmm. they charted for you every day. And yeah, I'm going to, and that, that day where I had nothing yeah, was not a good day. Uh, but you know, I was fairly sick that day, but other than that, yeah. I was just, I was lucky. I was just tired. Yeah. You know, yeah. Watched a lot of Netflix, uh, <laughs> work, you know, worked on the computer a lot, but yeah. I did get up every day. I, I will tell you this. I don't know who told me this, a nurse, somebody, they said, if you can help it, try not to lay around. Yes. You know? So, dude, I got up every day. 
Yeah. Took a shower. And yeah. That, you know, I have this, all these things attached oh, to me, yeah. uh, you know, and, and yeah. I took a shower and then I'd put my mask on. I was, and I was wearing masks before it was popular. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd go for, I'd walk down the halls and I found a, I found a stationary bike. I'd get on that thing. Yeah. I'd try to ride. I'd see the doctors making their rounds with the interns and I'd try to interrupt them during the, their meetings. <laughs> and I'd just stand there. I'd go outside a few times and they're like, oh, you can't, I don't know if you can do that. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gone. And my little pole that I would take it, I'd beat it up. I'd beep, 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 beep it at me. I'd go back in. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, that the mental part of it was worse than the, I mean, you know, you see all these people online, you know, pain's temporary. You're right. But the mental part, that's yeah. not so temporary. <laughs> yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So now Stephen, you, you live in Texas then, huh? Did you, grow, did. did you grow up in Texas? Oh, I did. Yeah. I grew up in a little town, Sherman, Texas, about 60 miles North of Dallas and, uh, pretty close to the border of Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Uh, grew up there, uh, stayed there till I was 18 or 20 and 18, 19, 20 till my dad came in and said, um, okay, dude, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, over. Go do yeah, you gotta go do something. What? I gotta go back to college. <laughs> and so did all that and went to college. And then, um, it was during college was kind of, I was working in this, uh, beverage store beer and wine store and uh these two dudes came up to me i they kept always talking to me these guys in ties and right. slacks and i was I, they were nice guys and everything and I was talking to them and then one day they asked me to sit down for some lunch we had a little deli in that shop i was going to school and i was the assistant manager you know i was right. big time and they sat me down and they said hey uh how close are you finishing school? And I said, I'm pretty close. And they said, what do you think you can, you could sell wine, uh, wholesale. I'll never forget stupid 19 year old. Thank goodness they're nice, but this was in Dallas at this time. And I, and I said, well, does it pay more than seven 50 an hour? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, yeah, just a little bit. And I was like, yep, I'm in. Uh, so off that went. I had to get, do a interview with them, and I remember my mom had to buy me a suit, had to right. buy me a tie, you know. And I, I'll never forget. I went to this great warehouse and office space, and they were showing me around before the interview. And I just remember saying to myself, "Well, if I can't make it at this, I can always work in this warehouse." Right, you know, that, right. that, that was my. That was my you know, my thinking. Right. And, uh, I went in and got the job and knew nothing about wine, knew nothing about really selling and took off. And, uh, yeah, I stayed in that. I mean, I worked my way up through, uh, management in that area. Then I went to work for some wineries out in California actually, but covered my region, you know, the right. Texas, Oklahoma. Right. One point I was covering a lot of the United States, but I mean, I stayed in that industry for gosh, I don't know, 20 years. Loved no it. kidding. Yeah, now, I loved it. Loved did, it. did you learn, did you learn to uh, love wine? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. It, it was, you know, what was great is I come from, you know, a very small town, probably 30,000 people. A lot of, we had cattle and farms right. and all that stuff. And, you know, the wine guy, man, I love talking to the winemaker. They're farmers. That's what right. they are first, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And so I fit in, yeah. you know, I could, and then I learned the nuances of, you know, the wine and I learned the selling part and I learned I don't know. Yes, I loved it. Actually, yeah, I, I yeah. loved it. I met a lot of cool people. Got to do a lot of things I probably would have never got to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was fun. It was it was fun. It was fun and fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Well, my my wife and I were big uh, aficionados of wine, and cool. <clears throat> I, I've talked about it on the podcast before. We had. We had a small vineyard and we made oh, wine nice. at our, and when we lived in Northern California. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, nice. well, our neighbor was yeah. the winemaker. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I really didn't know anything about making it, but uh, anyway, uh, we're, we're big fans of wine. And I just recently cool. had, I just recently had uh, <clears throat> Tommy Booth, uh, the wine boss on, I don't know if you saw that episode yeah. or not, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, you know, he's over there in, in Paso Robles where a lot yeah. of really, really, really good wine comes from. Great know. wine. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, man, I loved it. Yeah. It was fun. I, I was dabbling in that, and I was also dabbling in the food and uh-huh. all that. And so that's kind of, uh, I was always like, if you could eat it and drink it, that's the business I've been in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what'd you do? What'd you do when you when you when you got out of that? I mean, or did you get I, out of it all the way? Or I, I did. I did. I got. I, I I was like I said, I was dabbling in the the food part of it uh, mm-hmm. of the industry. I call it and, right. Got some offers. It was funny. I was, I was actually, for the first time in my life, was going to move out of Texas, and I was going to, I was going to go work for this guy in Wisconsin of no, of all places. Man, yeah, yeah. And I would go there on business, but you know, I never really went in the winter. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Madison was a great town. Yeah, and uh, I, I was actually went up there talked to guys and we were kind of rummaging through that and i was on my way back to uh texas and uh i was in the airport in minnesota actually and i got a call from a guy that said hey got your resume in this food industry and he said would you be interested in doing that and uh so i it was in texas and i was like heck yeah and they kind of let me i mean i had kids right yeah, I was like, man, what was I thinking? You know, right. but I, was, I had a great time in Madison. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I kind of did both. I kind of did a little bit of both for a while till I finally just kind of migrated into the food part. And, right. Uh, then we started, uh, my family's also a, a manufacturer of some different things. And it just kind of, as I worked, my way and found my way through that. We just kind of, I just kind of migrated to work with those guys, my brother and my, uh-huh. my dad and my uncle and nephews and sons. Oh, <laughs> so, gotcha. yeah, that's what we're doing now. We manufacture a few products. We're actually in the process of, uh, doing a, uh, cleaner and, uh, degreaser and thing for the restaurant industry. Um, oh, very cool. I, I, I made one, one time before we tried it and I had a guy that told me he was always, he thought he paid too much money for that part of it when he was buying all his supplies. And I said, I think I might know someone who could do something for you. And 
I actually called my dad and I was like, Hey man, I got a project for you. And I call him the mad scientist. And then right. next thing you know, we had one. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah. So we're, we're in the process of kind of, I don't know if you want to call it relaunching that, but yeah, we, we're doing that. We, we manufacture some different, um, we call them additives, which they are additives that we sell to tortilla industry out there and all over the country and people make their corn tortillas and chips and all that. So very cool. Build a few houses like you do, <laughs> like you have, and you know, it's never yeah. a dull moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's good though, man. That's exciting. Did you, did yeah. you, see, you say you get, you build a few houses too? Yeah. We've, we've built some, we remodeled some, we flipped some, we've rented yeah. some. Yeah. So worked on the outside of them. We name it. We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then you got, you got three kids, did you say, or three? Yep. 29, 23 and 11. Yeah. I'll be 57 at the end of this. uh, Yeah. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. (laughs) She, she's crazy, man. (laughs) And, and, and your wife, what's your wife's name? Uh, Marisa. Marisa. And then does Marisa work with you in the manufacturing stuff? No, she, uh, she, she's a teacher by trade. She, mm-hmm. uh, she j- actually just retired. Um, she taught high school for, I don't know, 30 years, I guess, 25 Boy. years. She's not that old. She's younger than me. And I yeah. don't know how that retirement thing works, but you get points and all this stuff. Next thing you know, she's like, and she taught at a college and all that stuff. And no, so that's what she literally, uh, we're going on month three of oh, retirement. No. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. So now she, she does that, takes care of the little one. Um, and you know, the other one's the son, he lives not too far from us. And so he's on his own works musician and does other stuff. And the daughter's down in Austin, the oldest daughter and, uh, doing her thing, got close to finishing school and works at a golf course. And she's a hard worker too. So yeah. yeah, the, the youngest, like I said, came from Bulgaria. And, um, uh, but she kind of rules. She's the, <laughs> she's the, prin- she's the print. <laughs> she's the princess now. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Boy, is she ever. <laughs> so now did, did you, I mean, you, you obviously, you know, you work out a lot and, and training's a big part of your life and stuff. Did you play yes, sports sir. in school and stuff or? Oh yeah. Any sports you could, I've been on when I was in high school and stuff, I played baseball was my main. I played basketball. I'm not that, I was pretty good at it, but they make fun of me all the time because I always said when I was little, I was on a putt-putt team, I was on a bowling team, I was football, baseball, basketball, riding horses, doing whatever I could do. Right. It, it, and if it had a ball, I was, you know, tennis, golf, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing it. Yeah. yeah. Riding box, love to ride box to this day, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sports was huge. And our my brother and I, man, we – We'd get after it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, yeah, I've seen some posts of you and your brother. I, I can't remember if you guys were, were on runs or if you were, or if you were cycling or whatever, but yeah. Is your brother older or younger than you are? Yeah. He's uh, what's funny is he's really the same age. So we, my dad married his mom and then he took on our name when we were five years old and uh, we we're a month apart. Oh, no kidding. Same year, same day. Like he's on the 29th of June on the 29th of July. Oh and my so gosh. 
our story is that uh, our mom was in labor. We're twins, and when we were in college, and they had bread, and then I came out 30 days later. She was in labor for 30 days. We tried that in college once with a sociology professor, and I said, look us up. We're in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Uh, he didn't think it was so funny <laughs> that's hilarious so, yeah. yeah it was funny so now um, since the doubt you were diagnosed in 2017 mm-hmm. and yeah man so you got you I mean treatment right up were you, and, and then you had the graves disease which was was that yeah. during was that during covid or? yes yes just just kind of i i mean it's not over i understand but towards right right i mean we didn't a lot of people in Texas didn't wear a mask. Right, so right, towards, yeah. Towards the end of mask season, as I yeah, call mask, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was about that time with yeah. the Graves' disease. Yeah. yeah. And then, and, and how do you feel now? I mean, physically and I, stuff. I feel good. I, I mean, my body hurts from working out right. most of the time, but it's not from, it's not from that. I, I mean, I mean, we did – my brother and I did the Tom Rowland 10,000 push up in a month deal and we we made it. No kidding. And so yeah, and uh we and I do a lot. And yeah. so my body my neck I am restricted. So yes. when I when I, I I may try to do this thing I hate to put it out there in public but I, I don't know if you've seen it uh it's called Hyrox. It's a it's a Yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Group and and they run, you run like a kilometer, then you push a sled, then you run a kilometer, and then you, you know, do burpees, and then you right. do this. It's pretty cool, man. I, yeah. If I yeah. could do it, and my wooden worry is sled pushing because I'm, I'm strong, but man, I don't know if I'm as strong as they want you to be in that. Right. Thing. Right. Yeah. But you got to do wall balls, and you throw the you throw the ball in the air. Well, my neck doesn't go up very high. So I got to kind of throw it in front of me. Right. Let that 16 or 14 pound wall ball come down. Right. So I am restricted in that. And I can't, when I ride a bike, I can't look up as well. I have to kind of, right. But you know, you you figure it out. Yes. You you just figure it out. Yeah. I did call my doctor, my uh, Dr. Michaels in Dallas that did my neck surgery. And I said, I need. I said, I want to go kneeboard, and he said, and they said, well, okay. I said, I won't try to jump the wake or anything. I just want to get behind the boat with you. Right. He said, well, if you don't try to jump the wake, go ahead. Right. I said, all right, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) So I used to do that stuff all the time, you know. Yeah. Back before wakeboarding was around, we kneeboarded and (laughs) skied. So. Now, yeah, now, so I feel good. Yeah, and now, and then and then in terms of the you know the um, the areas of your spine that were you know affected and mm-hmm. b- basically I mean basically eaten pretty much yeah. the way it looks. Yeah. Um, did they did they do fusions in there with all the hardware as well? Did they did they do any type of uh, um, anything over those areas where where the bones were weakened or? No, really. What they did was uh, radiation. They thought. You know, after they did the neck, right? They got that. They got that pretty settled. And then the radiation, they went in. It had. It was fairly aggressive, like right. you were saying. Yeah, it, it was fairly aggressive, and it was going all over my back. And oh. I, you know, I didn't know that. So, man, that radiation 
for what it's worth, I guess it worked in the chemo. I mean, for now, yeah. again, knock on wood, I don't yeah. want to be up there saying I kicked it because, right. you know, it'll come back tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it was pretty aggressive in that form, and that radiation was aggressive. That 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 kicked me. That yeah. hurt me pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, so, and then I guess the stem cells supposed to help. I mean, yeah, they're they're very healing. And so, uh, on yeah. po- on on post X ray now, what 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 do you look like in terms of? Can you see any of the uh, that that mothy eaten appearance in there, or is it is, is it kind uh, of uh, you know? Is, have you got new bone growth in those areas, or? I don't know if it's new. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, I've only done a couple. Believe it or not, I've only done a couple of X-rays, and I <laughs> and I was complaining. I went in, you know, they asked you all these questions, and they right. said, hey, "It is hurting. How you feel? Feel well." We were also we we got a little small distributorship, and we were distributing some some food and different stuff. And right. I was moving a lot of bacon at the time. Right. I mean, a lot of food service, and I mean, right, right. And I, my back was killing me. Well, that's why. And yeah. I kind of made a joke, and I said, well, "My back is killing me." And he said, "Well, where?" At? I said, "Well, right around my spine." And stuff. He goes, "Go do an X-ray." And I was like, "No." I said, I moved like 4,000 pounds of bacon yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh. But he went and made me do the x-ray anyway because I yeah. popped off to him. And uh, yeah. he's he's a good dude. And uh, it was fine. And it, it was healing a little bit. But really, yeah. mainly what they do is they bring me in. I do my blood test. Right. And they check me for proteins. Right. My protein levels are good. Yeah. He, he leaves me alone. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He, they don't give me any kind of medicine. I, yeah. I take nothing. You know, do, so you you don't take any pain meds either then? No, besides Tylenol, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know, a cold shower here and there. And right, gotcha. Like, yeah, no, I take nothing. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you you know, it's interesting because, you know, just talking about, you know, talking with you and, and yeah, I know that, you know, you've had some really good doctors. It's that's That is so critical to get connected with the right yeah. uh, the right doctors. You know, it's just like with my neck. I'd gone to this neurosurgeon before I went to the the guy that did mine and, uh, and he, he's looked at my MRI and I mean, and I've read tons of MRIs and, and x-rays and, and yeah. just based on my symptoms, I mean, I, I know I needed surgery. And so I went to this, yeah. this neurosurgeon and, oh yeah, you don't need surgery. There's nothing there, you know? And, and I'm just, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I went to finally got to this guy, you know, and he was like, yeah, we should have done surgery on you yesterday. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right. but, but it just makes all the difference in the world, you know, sure. having, having the, the, the good, you know, medical treatment and then your attitude too. I mean, that, that just, that yeah. just, it, it's huge. It's huge. It, and just, it totally does that and prayers yeah. on top prayers, of it. Man. Yeah, 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 man, it makes a difference. You got to have yeah. a good support team. I mean, my yes. family, my wife, my, yes. my folks, my kids. I mean, you know, we have businesses going and, all of them stepped up. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, from my son, my daughters, my little one, my wife, my parents, yeah. they were, I mean, I would do invoices in the hospital, send it to them, and somehow product would get delivered. <laughs> Who was doing it, moving it, was could be my son, could be my daughter, my nephew, my brother, yeah. my dad. I was like, here's the it was kind of great. I was, I was the, I was the king. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was, you know, that support system. And like I said, with getting doctors, I don't know who was doing what I, I mean, my, I know my wife was on the phone, my parents, everybody was the next thing you know, I'm 
there I am getting yeah. work on. Yeah. You know, so that part right there, if you, if you got that, and like I said, the good man above, and yep. I mean, there's days that it sucked. You're like, well, oh, yeah. And even today, you, man, you can get lost. That's why I like to run a little bit and ride. Yeah. I'm not fast, but I, I, I'll keep running. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at first, I, I could just, well, and, and really, to be honest with you, how I really got healthy, I guess, or better, I would, I wasn't supposed to drive. Right. Notice I said I wasn't supposed to. Right. Well, there was, we live around several golf courses. Right. And some driving range. So I take my seven iron and I go to the driving range. Yeah. And I wait until about, and that's all I do. I just yeah. hit it. Yeah. And I couldn't hit it far. Yeah. Every day because I couldn't turn my neck. Best right. thing ever happened. Best thing ever happened in my yeah. golf game. Keep your I eye- raise my head. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I just would do that. I just yeah. drive over there. I just hit the ball. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you just, you can't think about, I mean, some days I get in a hurry. Like my brother, he said the other day something to me about, I go full, uh, he say full throttle. And I like, man, you go full throttle. You've been going full throttle all the time. And I'm like, dude, they said five to 10. I'm counting <laughs> down. <laughs> you know? And my doctor always tells me, he's like, man, there, like I said, there's, there's good, there's good diagnosis out there i mean there's good research right there you know and you look at stuff and you see there are people that are you know living a long time exactly and, yeah yeah and you know i mean hell who knows i could had anything else happen and like i said there's days where you just it kind of slaps you in reality but like i was telling somebody one day i was like man you know you Somebody says, well, you might die tomorrow. I'm going to fall off to Tahiti and all that, but y- you can't. You yeah. still got bills. You yeah. still got responsibilities. Yeah. You know, you just try to, you just try to gather it all in and yeah, work. I mean, like I was like, man, I got to get Lily, get her. I just want to see her get in college and anybody right. can make, you know, there's right. one step at a time. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the other thing too is, is, you know, uh, I mean, you know, you experience that where you're, you know, you're going into the doctor and they're like, you got cancer, you know, yeah. I mean, just, just like that. And, and I know yeah. when, when, cause I don't know if you know my other disorder, I've got hemochromatosis, but it's a yeah. iron overload disorder. And anyway, I remember when I was first diagnosed and, and I went into the doctor and I was, I was by myself and I went in there and the, he comes in and he goes, you got cirrhosis of the liver. And I, I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, yeah. and, and you no, know, you got supposed to deliver, you know, and I was just, it's like shocking, you know, but you, you always think about those things, you know, uh, happening to you or something happened to you like that in your life yeah, yeah. and how, and how are you going to react to it? And, yeah. and everything, you know, from that in the graves and, and everything I've been through with the hemochromatosis and all that, um, cause it, you know, it's, it's devastated, you know, my body in a lot of ways, but, sure. but, um, you know, somehow you, you just, you, you just, like you said, you just figure ways around it. You know, yeah. and then yeah. and then also, though, it makes it, it it makes you stronger because, uh, you know, you did you just end up you don't you don't have that fear. You know, it's just like, hey, nope. man, you know, I've been to the I've been to the puppet show and I've seen the strings now. So, you know what? Yeah. You know what's and and then, then the covid thing with me, I mean, man, it was it was like that was a strange thing. And that really impacted my life uh, yeah. hugely, you know. But but once you go through that, like you have, you know, it's like. You know, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? There's things you can't control, 
Right. You know, and so you have to just adapt and, and overcome what you, what you've yeah. done magnificently, you know, Thank it's just, yeah. it's, we, we try. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, it's just great, man. No, I'll tell them. I'll, I will tell them. I'll, you know, I work with my brother every day and my wife. I every now and then they'll say, "Hey, can you do this and all that?" Eh, well, man, I've been through a lot lately, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> like, don't throw that C card out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. You just got. Sometimes you don't think it's real. And right. It, and right. It, and even when uh, the doctors were telling me, I was kind of like, eh. Not believing uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, you, I think I do have a pull muscle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. You're wrong. Medical school, whatever. I went yeah. to school. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah, funny. funny. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, hey, Stephen, we're, man, we're getting close to our hour here. So I, I got to yeah. ask, ask you the, cool. three que- the three questions. So um, All right. favorite hat brand? Resist all. I, I can, and you're Grand. you're wearing a, a resist all ball, ball cap yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My grandfather wore those. That's stall. Yeah. Never known. Yeah. <laughs> How about boots? Justin. Justin's. Okay. Yeah. Usually do that. Yep. And uh, how about Western movies? You got a favorite one? Well, yeah. Really, it's not mm-hmm. movie wise. I don't know. So eight seconds was good, but really, oh, yeah. you know what? My favorite. It was Bonanza, <laughs> yes. not a movie, and Gunsmoke. Yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, but eight seconds, and um, and my brother and I, we always take our hat off when Pure Country comes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my jam, I guess they would say. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Well, hey man, it was great to finally get to talk to you, you know, and, and yeah, get to hear your you, hear your story, and and uh, you know, man, I'm just, uh, you know, it, it's inspiring, and uh, you know, and it gives other people hope too, you know. I hope so, man. Yeah. It's, it's there's always a light. There's always a light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, brother. Well, hey man, we better get off here, and we got to go to work. Yep. I know Me you're gonna. You, I know you're gonna be hustling. So <laughs> I gotta do something. I gotta go do some squats. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> bar. <laughs> no bars on the neck, right? No, that no. is one thing I don't do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, man. Well, man, hey, you, yeah. Hey, enjoy the rest of your day, man. It was great. Great having you on, and uh, okay. we'll we'll stay in touch. Yes, do it. All, All right, right man. Take care. See you. Bye. Right, bye. Every Friday afternoon. Hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock And ice down a cooler I'd drive that old back road Until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups And fancy rigs Twenty thousand dollar horses Then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell They can never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems 
Yeah, we're gonna saw down at the rolling pin. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives. Half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pin. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends. No matter who wins, down at the rope and pin. Someday I just might be We'll turn another pair of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the 